Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Ready, ready to, for some word today? We're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 32, verses 24. And before we get into the story, I just want to give us some context to the story tonight. We're talking about the story of Jacob in his wrestle with God. Now, before we get there, there's some things that you need to know. Jacob always had younger sibling syndrome. Now, Jacob's older brother named Esau was his twin and he was the older brother. Esau was the older brother. And being the older brother, that meant that Esau had privileges or was going to have privileges that Jacob did not, such as having the inheritance and carrying on family name and being the man of the family. Now, Jacob grew up wanting that really, really bad. Says one day that Esau came in from the field, he was hungry, he was famished. He said, can I, can I have some of that stew that you're cooking, Jacob? Jacob was a bit of a mama's boy. Esau was a bit of an outdoorsman. And he comes in hungry. And um, Jacob says, sell me your birthright and you can eat the bean stew. And Esau's like, what good is my birthright if I'm dead? It's a bit of an overreaction, but he eats the beans and he gives Jacob the birthright. A little bit further in the story, Jacob is uh, literally disguised himself as Esau, his older brother, and he's getting the blessing from his dad that was meant for Esau. Now this is a big moment because this meant that Esau did, what, did not have the blessing that was really his, that he did not get the father's blessing that was his as a firstborn son. And so Jacob runs. He's fleeing for 20 years. He's on the run. He's, he's conniving and he's, he's running away from all different people and, and, and he experiences all different spheres of life. But finally, he's burnt his bridges everywhere else and he finds himself needing to come back home. Now with Jacob being the younger sibling, I have a bit of an understanding for that because I too have a brother named Jacob, but he's my older brother. And I love Jacob, but he knows how to push my buttons. In fact, he knows how to push my buttons that I didn't even know that I had. It's surprising what Jacob can do. And I remember times in my life where I wished I was older. Like I really... I just remember going, I wish I was older than you. Especially when it came to the way that he infuriated me at the end of our arguments. Like we would be fully fighting, like, like fully going for as teenagers. And then Jacob would just have this look and I'm like instantly know what he was gonna do. He would compose himself, take a deep breath. He would put on a really calm voice like this. And he would say five words that made me implode from the inside. He would say, like, full on, we're fighting. And he would go, hush, Daniel, respect your elders. <laughs> and he used to point his finger, hush, Daniel, like this. And I'm not gonna lie, there was times where I would have, I thought about grabbing that finger and snapping it in half <laughs> and praying for the grace of God to cover it. But I didn't need to. Luckily, I stayed composed. But I remember that moment, I'd be like, I wish I was older than you. I could just say that, Jacob. Like, I could be like, hush, Jacob. Respect your elders. Jacob was chasing the birthright of Esau and he ends up having to come home. And Jacob's thinking that when Esau sees him, he's in to be killed. He thinks that it's all over. He thinks that this is the last moments of his life. He sends people away from him. He sends his family away as he's entering into Edom, which just happens to be the place where Esau is. 
And Jacob, it says, was left alone. And we're gonna pick up in verse 24 of Genesis chapter 32. It says, so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with him. Then the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man asked, what is your name? It's a weird question to ask in the middle of a fight. What's your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. Again, another random question. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel saying, it's because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his hip. What do you do when, you're, when you find yourself restless and wrestling in life? Where do you turn to? What do you do? Who's here a good stress addict? I got one hand at the back straight up. I'm a little bit of a, I stress out quite easily. Now, there's some things like I'm not stressed, I'm not, I don't stress all the time, but it's something that I'm working on as an individual because I am very, very good at carrying stress from different things. And one of the most hilarious things was when me and Poppy were doing our premarital counseling, which I would highly recommend if you're thinking of getting married anytime soon, soon a shameless plug for prepare, prepare and enrich here, is to do that. But they do a, a test and they come back with the results. And on this test is a stress level or percentage and that shows you your stress percentage. And now Poppy, her stress percentage was 15%. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's decent. And then I looked at mine, and mine was 96%. <laughs> I'm five points off perfect in that area. 95%. So since then, I've been like, okay, I could probably just de-stress a little bit. We all need a bit of Poppy in our life with a little bit of, you know, just that calm, cool collectedness. And so I'm working on it. But in different situations in life, who knows that we can become our own worst enemies, that we can let our minds run rampant. Just like Jacob, who's, who's up in the middle of the night. Have you ever found yourself restless at night from situations or your circumstance, your work, your family, finances, whatever it is? Have you ever found yourself in a restless place. But yet, have you ever found yourself in a restless place when you're all alone? Have you ever tried to find rest and peace in those moments? Jacob is in a place like that. He's in a place where he's restless and wrestling. I love the fact that God shows up in that place, that God shows up in the middle of the night, that God shows up as Jacob has sent everyone away from him. We don't do that, do we? We don't push others away. Jacob has sent everyone away from him and it's in that place that God meets with Jacob. When Jacob's people were absent, when Jacob's peace was absent, when Jacob's plans and purpose and life seemed absent, God was present. 
Can I encourage some people tonight that although things seem absent in your life, God is present in those moments. That Jacob wrestled with God in the darkness of the night, in the seclusion of the situation that he was facing, and he is there for you too. But this story is really about the biggest mismatch in all the history of fights. Like who goes up against God and thinks you can win? And Jacob is in this situation where he's fighting God and God doesn't kill him. And God doesn't just lay down the smackdown, you know, whatever people's elbow into him. He allows Jacob to enter the fight. He allows Jacob to wrestle with him. He allows him to think that he's in control. Have you ever found yourself in a fight like that? Before I was married to Poppy, I um, was at her house and Dan, her dad, was boxing her brothers in the backyard. And we're watching, you know, we're cheering, that sort of stuff. And then Dan, Dan goes, or somebody went, hey, Dan, you should, just to clarify, Dan is Poppy's dad and I'm Dan too. But I went down and he was like, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. And they're like encouraging me. I just couldn't punch him. There was something about punching your soon-to-be father-in-law in the face that I just didn't feel comfortable with in the moment. Maybe now I would be ready for that. I don't know. But in the moment, I just couldn't do it. Like, I, I was there, but I wasn't really there. I just couldn't punch him in the face. Many of us tonight, we're in a fight. We feel like we're wrestling with God. We feel like we're asking God the questions of why it happened, why it didn't happen, how's it going to happen, when is it going to happen, and our stress level is on 95%, if not 100 and we're carrying the questions and we're carrying the weight and we're carrying the burdens and we're carrying the fears and we're carrying everything but faith. And I love that in that moment where Jacob is carrying the world on his shoulders, he's about to meet the consequences of his actions, he's about to have his world come seemingly crashing down, that it's in that moment that God shows up in the middle of his nowhere. We find ourselves in the darkness of the night, standing alone, but somehow still in his presence. We forced everyone else out, and yet still he is present. There was one person in that night that Jacob could not force out of it. There was one person that night Jacob could not force to go away from him and it was the presence of our living God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time He will lift you up in honour. Ready? Give all your worries and cares to God for He cares for you. See, if you're in a wrestling match with God right now and you're asking questions of God, why did this happen? How's it gonna turn out? What's gonna happen? God, how's my future? How, how come I can't change the past? And you're in a place where you're questioning and you're, you're wrestling with Him. Then I'm, I wanna encourage you that God's fit for the fight. And He won't judge you for what you say to Him. He won't disown you 
for the, for the cheap shots you get on him, for the dirty fighting tactics you may use in your moments of anger, he can take it. He can wrestle all night long. He could wrestle to the end of your life and still be more in love with you, still have more grace for you, still have more mercy for you because we can't out-wrestle God. He can take it and He's fit for the fight. But you aren't. We're not. There's only so much wrestling that we can do. God can fight. He can allow you to wrestle him. He could have defeated Jacob in a moment, but he stays with him. And all, know, all Jacob's known all his life is how to wrestle, how to run, how to deceive, how to get away with it. And so Jacob's just doing what naturally he does. He wrestles and he wrestles and he, and he, he works out a way to get around, but he, he can't do it with God. See, some of us have become pro wrestlers. <laughs> I don't know if you know it, but the person sitting next to you may be a pro wrestler and you don't even know. They've got the intro music down pat, they've got their walk down pat to church, and they walk in, we walk out sometimes, and we're wrestling with God, and we're like, come on God, give me my miracle, give me the answers God, Give me my hope, give me my faith, give me my breakthrough. And God can take that, but we can't sustain it forever. Injuries occur when there's no rest. That's how we become broken people. See, we can wrestle with God and there's seasons for that. But there's seasons when we must rest with God. Is your wrestling schedule 24 seven right now? With God, you've just piled up the things that you're gonna wrestle with God about. You know, I think we need to choose our battles sometimes. Sometimes life happens and we can't pile up a list of things that have happened to us in the past and say, God, you need to, this happened with God, this, God. No, 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 there's no list with God. We have to choose our battles. We have to choose to rest and we engage and wrestle because that's what we do as humans but we need to learn also to let go. Genesis 32, 26 says, then the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. Can I encourage you? That is daybreak for some people in the room tonight. I'm just gonna trust the Holy Spirit would just talk to you right now. Some of us are asking, well, when do I know when it's time to wrestle and when it's time to rest? I believe the Holy Spirit's gonna tell you. You're gonna feel it right now if I'm talking to you that you've been wrestling around things that have happened from 20 years ago or 10 years ago and you're still wrestling with God and when has the day come? And God maybe has been saying to you, it's time to let go. It's time to let go. The day has broken. The light has come. Hope has come, your peace has come, you've got to let go and you've just been hanging on and you've been hanging on for it with everything of your being and you wonder why we're tired and why we're weary when we've been choosing to engage in a wrestling match instead of entering into his rest. There are moments when you need to wrestle and there's moments when we rest 
See, the darkness of the night that you've been experiencing is coming to an end. And in faith, it's time to stop wrestling God about the things that have happened. And it's time to start resting in God. See, rest isn't the absence of problems. So we don't wrestle God because we have a problem. Otherwise, we would always be wrestling God, going through things with God, questioning God, blaming God. It's not the absence of problems. It's just seeing the problems have potential. It's just seeing them from a different angle. It's just choosing to go, yeah, there are things that are, that are in my life, but I'm not gonna bother wrestling God on that one. I'm just gonna choose to allow Him to have His potential in it. You see God in the wrestling match, but you feel His power in the ability to rest. I just wanna have a quick note. Jacob did not win the wrestling match. Can I just say that? He held on to God, but he did not win that wrestling match. In fact, he was the one who walked away permanently crippled. It says that, it says that the man touched Jacob's hip. God touched Jacob's hip and he became crippled from it. See, when we let go and when we're, when we're wrestling God and we let go, in the letting go, sometimes there are vulnerabilities that are obvious. Sometimes we have a testimony of the wrestling match. All Jacob knew was running and wrestling and God touches his hip and makes him walk away with a limp. Could it be that God touched his hip in order to stop him from running again? Could it be that sometimes the things that are on your life, those things that have marked you, are actually the things that God will use to draw you into his destiny? See, Jacob did one thing right. He refused to give up. Jacob came out of the match better off because he refused to give up on God, but he let go in the moments where he needed to. So I love that Jacob gets his name changed to Israel. Man goes, what's your name? And Jacob goes, Jacob. All of his life, society has known him as Jacob. All the people, his family have named him Jacob, friends will have known him as Jacob, society would have known him as Jacob. His reputation as Jacob would have exceeded himself because of his past. And then God says, no longer Jacob, it will be Israel. Israel means God fights. God fights. While Jacob was fighting God, God was fighting for Jacob. While Jacob was too busy putting his energy and his, and his anger and his, and his abilities and his questions and his restlessness into God, God had gone ahead of him and had fought for him. Isn't it the same with you and me tonight? That God is on the other side, even though we're in the wrestling match, I wanna remind you that God fights for us, that God is here for us, that He has gone ahead of you. If I can have the band back. I believe that tonight God is calling you, calling us to experience the let go. But that's, that's tough. 
when all you've known is how to fight, letting go is tough. When all your relationship with God has been, has been wrestling match after wrestling match after wrestling match, but you're feeling tired right now, you feel weary right now, you feel like you're just about done right now, then it's time to let go. See, Jacob let go and he experienced the fact that Esau actually came to him with open arms. This wasn't gonna be Jacob's demise. This was gonna be Jacob's restoration story back to his brother. Jacob's restlessness was for nothing. And now he's walking as a new man. He's walking into who God had finally called him to be all along, Israel. It says that he wrestled man and he wrestled God in the scripture. The Bible says that even in the womb, Jacob was wrestling Esau. That even in from within the womb, Jacob had fought from the very, very beginning and now God is saying no more. You're comfortable fighting. You're comfortable wrestling. But what about resting? What about just resting in Him? What about just standing in the presence of God and resting in the fact that there are battles that you can fight and fight and fight throughout your life that will only take your energy and steal your joy. Or there's a peace that comes from letting go and letting God. Does the situation change straight away? Maybe not, but you will. Does the past change? Maybe not, but the future will. I believe that Holy Spirit's talking to people who have just been wrestling and you feel like, hey, that's, I'm a bit of a pro wrestler here, Dan. I've gotten good with it. I'm pretty good. I've got a good list of things I'm fighting God for. I've got a 24 hour schedule, seven days a week. I'm always questioning about this and that and why this happened and how that happened. What's gonna happen next, God? Why are you doing this to me, God? And God's just saying, nah, let me go. Let go and let God do what only He can do. Jacob never lets go of God in that moment. He never experiences provision in the next. God is everywhere. You can't escape Him. So He'll be there for you in the darkest hour. But when the day breaks, He wants you to experience what He's already done. Hebrews 12 says this, and I love the Scripture. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, listen to these, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the marked out for us, the run towards Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before Him, endured the cross, scorning at shame and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider Him, who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. See, God wrestled with death for three days and He overcome on the third day. God wrestled before we were even formed, before the world came. He was there from the very beginning fighting for us. And the same God that fights for Jacob is the same God that fights for each and every one of us 
tonight, but what would happen if we let go? I'm gonna encourage you. Holy Spirit, if we close our eyes, Holy Spirit, I pray that You would just move right now over every heart. Jesus, I pray right now that those wrestling matches that we've been fighting with You, holding You hostage to, I thank You, Lord, first and foremost for Your goodness that You would stay there with us. That, Lord, You would choose to encounter us in those moments. But Holy Spirit, I pray right now that, God, You would speak to us clearly, just as You spoke to Jacob. That, Lord, for those who need to let go, who need to stop wrestling and start resting, who need to stop striving and start staying in peace, who need to give up the banner of having to fight in order to take in what you've done for them already. God, I pray that you would convict those hearts, that Lord, you would speak to those hearts in this place tonight. God, I pray that you would move across this place Jesus, we repent for when we've been wrestling with You for too long, for the years where we've held on to things and we've thrown things at You and we've blamed You and we've held on to those moments, God, when You've already conquered. God, we repent and we turn from our ways and God, we ask that You would intervene God, we ask that You would change our hearts. Teach us, lead us to rest. Lead us to experience Your provision, Your mercy, and Your grace. While I'm here, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's anyone, I just, if I need to do this, but if there's anyone in the room who've you've been hearing about this God that I've been talking about tonight and Maybe you wanna make a decision for them, then I wanna give you an opportunity because you're worth it. And maybe you're in a place in life where you feel like you're wrestling. Maybe you don't even know what you're wrestling, but there's some situations, there's some things, but you want the hope that I speak of. Then right now, I would love if you could just raise your hand. Just, I'll, you can put it straight back down. You're not joining this church, but if you're in this place, I would just ask you to raise your hand nice and high so I can see it and you can put it back down. Is there anyone here? One more time, if there's anybody here, just raise your hand. Thanks, mate. Anyone else? Church, I pray this word encourages you tonight. I pray that it leads you uh, into its freedom. And remember this week, we're too blessed to wrestle. There are moments when we wrestle, but there's moments when we need to let go and enter the rest that God has for us. Thanks, Pastor Kim.